Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com. And now, here's this week's student ministry sermon. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but that song, Alive, is my all-time favorite. Right, Elijah? Yeah, he knows it. I tell him every week, every week I want Elijah to play that song because that is my all-time favorite. And you guys did a fantastic job. I love listening to you guys sing to our Jesus Christ. So this this evening, I want to start with something um, a little bit different. Uh, We have a brand new sermon series for you guys this semester. And if you hadn't guessed it already, it's up on the screen. We are going to be going through a series called Storyline. We're going through a series called Storyline, and I am really excited about this series uh, because we have a lot of creative, uh, fun elements that I think you guys are going to like. But I want to start this evening with the main point. So, everybody, last semester you had your gains card. This here is our Storyline bookmarks. Our Storyline bookmarks. Everybody grab this. Everybody grab your Storyline bookmark and your pencil. Because I want you guys to hear the main point right up front so that we do not forget it. So get ready to write. I want you guys to be able to hear this this evening. So the main point is this. It's that second, that second little phrase there. Jesus, Jesus came to bring life back into our story. Jesus came to bring life back into my story. Jesus brings life into my story. Life. That's where I'm going to start with. i got to tell you guys a little story to help illustrate this point about what life is and how important it is and how quickly life can be taken away. So when I was a kid, um, I was probably, I think I was seven and my brother was five or it was like eight and six, somewhere in that realm um, of ages. Uh, we went swimming at a lake. Anybody gone swimming in a lake before? Who knows how dirty and disgusting lakes can be? Yeah, yeah, I've been in that. So I was in this lake called Lake McMurtry, and uh, we were swimming, and uh, we got out into the water, and me and my brother were having a good time in the water, and uh, my, my mom ran to go grab something from, my, from the car, and uh, my dad was doing something, getting like our snacks ready or something um, kind of off on the shore, and we were out swimming, and there's a lot of people out here swimming, so it's not just us. And we are swimming in the shallow end. You know, we're younger, and we do know how to swim, but we're not super great at it. And in a lake, it's not like a swimming pool where you can see the bottom. And it's not like a swimming pool to where, like, it either gets gradually deep or it stays the same the entire time. So in this lake, we were swimming in the shallow area where we could touch. You know, it only went up to our waistline. And before we knew it, we took one step too far, and it just dropped off. Just dropped off. The ground dropped off beneath us, and we could no longer touch. And because we couldn't swim that well, uh, especially my little brother, my little brother's name is Joe, um, he started going under. He started going under the water. And, and I, I, I wasn't a very good swimmer either, and I'm sitting here knowing my brother can't swim well, and I'm trying to keep him up above water and myself up above water. And I wasn't doing a very good job. I was seven years old and not able to swim super well. And my brother's sucking in water. I'm sucking in water. Um, but he was sucking in a lot more than I was. And before I know he he went unresponsive, okay? And my, luckily, thank God, um, there were a couple of college girls that were there swimming. 
And they came in and were able to get my brother out of the water. I was able to make it out right after that. Uh, But my brother's out on the shore, unresponsive, not breathing, all that stuff. My dad comes running down, sees him there lying on the ground, scared to death, right? All of us would be. We all would be. If our brother, if our little brother, our little sister was in that situation, we'd be scared to death. So my dad starts, um, you guys have probably heard this before, starts CPR on him, trying to get the water out of his lungs and getting, getting his heart going again. It's over and over and over. My, my, my dad is doing CPR for, on my brother. And over and over, I, it's going, for me, it feels like hours are going by. It's only a couple seconds. But thank, thankfully, my brother coughs up the water and starts breathing again. He's okay. My brother's okay. And my brother's, he's awesome, by the way. And he's grown up now and he flies helicopters. So he's all good. Don't worry. And he can swim. He's in the Navy. So he can actually swim now. Kind of ironic, I know. But just like my dad brought life back into my brother, Jesus brings life back into us. Just like my dad brought life back into my brother, Jesus brings life back into us. And that's what this semester is all about. It's about Jesus bringing life back into our story. Back into our story. And I want to explain it in this way. Jesus used an analogy in the Bible um, where he talked about a shepherd and some sheep. Anybody know what a shepherd does? Who knows what a shepherd does? Yes. A shepherd takes care of sheep. Yeah, shepherd takes care of the sheep, right? And in, in the book of John, uh, Jesus is using this analogy to talk about um, him bringing life to people. And he uses a shepherd and a sheep. And a shepherd does two things. A, he protects the sheep. He protects the sheep. He gets rid of any dangers that are around them. And back in those days, they had lions, bears, and uh, wolves. And so he had to take care of all those, make sure that they weren't going to get the sheep. But he also had to protect them from something else, had to protect them from robbers. Because sheep were very valuable, so people would try to steal them. And guess what? Sheep aren't too smart, and so they can't protect themselves very well. Okay? Unfortunately. The second thing that shepherds do is they take care of the sheep, just like Haley said, and they make sure they find the best pastures and the best grass so that those sheep have something good to eat so they can be healthiest and so that they can be full. So those are the two roles of a shepherd, protection and provision, protection and provision. And guess what? John or Jesus uses that to explain, explain us with him. So I'm going to read out of the book of John. It's going to be up here on the screen. And it's uh, verse 10 is on your card. And so you guys can fill it in whenever we get there. So in the book of John, chapter 10, it says this. Therefore, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And then here's, here's your verse, so get ready to write. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus came to bring life into our story. And if you didn't know, uh, we are those sheep. We're the ones who can't. Uh, protect ourselves or provide for ourselves because we need someone to do that for us. And that someone is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came down to earth to take away our sin, to protect us from the evil one, the robber, the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
And not only does he want to give us life back, he wants to give it to the fullest. He doesn't want you just to have life and start breathing again. He wants you to live a productive, active life for him, for his kingdom. Jesus wants to give you life again. So this semester, we are talking about the struggles that we have in the redemption that Jesus brings. Have you guys ever heard that word redemption before? It means redeemed, or it comes from the word redeemed. And redeem means buying something back. We were all given away to sin. We all sin. We all do things that we don't want to do. And over and over and over again, we find ourselves doing those bad things, those unwise choices. And over and over again, we need Jesus to take care of us. And so every story, anybody, anybody here read stories, maybe watch stories through a movie or hear a good story? You guys know what every story needs. Every story has to have some sort of conflict, and it has to have a resolution. Because it's a bad movie if, all, if only bad things happen and it never gets resolved, if it never comes to an ending. It's not a good movie. Okay? You need a conflict, but you also need a resolution. That's what we're talking about. We got struggles in our lives, and then we have redemption through Jesus Christ. He is that resolution. And so we're, this semester, we're going to talk through four different stories, four different stories and we are going to be talking about five different men. Five men that were closest to Jesus. Has anybody heard of 12 men that were really close to Jesus? Anybody know, remember who they were? What were they? The disciples. the disciples, yeah. We're going to be talking about five of those disciples. And if you haven't noticed, these are them. Uh, we had a guy create these um, pictures that you guys see here. And um, up here on the screen, we have the five disciples that we're going to be talking about this semester. We're going to be talking about their struggles, and we're going to talk about how Jesus redeemed their story. How Jesus redeemed their story. And we're only going to be using four stories, but five disciples. So I'll show you how that works. Uh, the very first guy we're going to be talking about is over here on my left, your right. His name is Matthew. He's one of the 12 disciples. We're we'll talking about him. Uh, then we got next to Jesus right here, we got John and his brother James. Those are the guys pairing right beside Jesus there. And then we got Thomas, and then on my, my right, your far left, is Peter. We're going to be walking through, you guys listening? We're going to be walking through those stories this semester. We're going to hear the lives and stories of the, some of the closest men to Jesus Christ. And we're going to see how they struggled. And it's going to show us oftentimes how we struggle. But what's cool, what's cool about it? is every story shows the redemption through Jesus Christ. And I'm excited about that this semester. We're going to be talking about their stories, so it can show us how we need to live our stories and our lives, and we're going to see how Jesus plays the crucial role of redemption in our lives. So I'm, I'm super excited. One thing that we got for you guys, I'm going to show you guys this, is we created, we created um, a couple of games for you guys to play in your uh, small groups. Um, we created two card games, and uh, we are super excited about these because um, they are original. So these are something you will never see in a store. Uh, the first one is called Go Disciple. Go Disciple. Um, and it ha it's played very much like Go Fish. Who's played Go Fish before? Good, a lot of you. So you'll know how to play this game. The other game is a little bit more complex than Go Fish, and I have the rules all included with it. It's called Storyline, after our series. 
And it is a game um, where you are each get given a character, each get given a disciple, and you're trying to find out who the Pharisee is. You're trying to find out who the betrayer is. So you have this crazy game going on uh, where you're trying to figure out who's who, and you get to have special powers, and it is a lot of fun. So next week, we will have these games available for you guys to play in your connection groups. So I hope that is a lot of fun for you guys. So on your cards... If you didn't get those on your story, on your story um, bookmarks, it says, who are the disciples that we are talking about this semester? I'm going to read through them one more time for you. You guys ready? Matthew. Matthew. And we're going to be talking about James and John is the second line. James and John, or second, third line. And we're going to be talking about Thomas. And last but not least, we're going to be talking about Peter. Matthew, James, John, Thomas, and Peter. Those are the five disciples we're going to be discussing this semester. Um, So I I hope you guys are ready um, to talk through who Jesus is, who Jesus is, and how he redeems our story. So I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to worship um, our Jesus again. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for today, and I praise your name. We are very grateful that you... um, interact in our story, and that you show us what life is all about. I pray, Lord, that we will not forget you, um, no matter how, how many struggles we go through. I pray, Lord, that we will always call on your name, um, and we will always seek you first. I pray, Lord, that as we learn about um, these five men who spent their lives with you, that we will be able to learn from their story and be able to Um, allow Jesus into our life to change our story. We love you so much. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to a student ministry sermon from Christ Church of Orinoco. For more information about the student ministry or about Christ Church in general, visit us online at ccochurch.com.